helped defend the church by becoming a supporter of Family Life International. Family Life International presents Father Nicholas Grace of the Institute of the Incarnate Word. To learn more about the Institute, go to www.ive.org. So, today we want to focus on the virtue of justice. But to make it a little bit easier, especially for the younger ones here, a little story that kind of highlights the main elements. There was a young prince called Lapio, Prince Lapio. He was making a lot of mistakes in the kingdom because he didn't have good judgment. He used to decide cases and in favor of the person who was better looking, the best dressed, was charming. And a lot of people complained to the king. So he decided to send his son off, Prince Lapio, with one of his counselors to settle, to settle various disputes in the kingdom so that the prince might learn the nature of justice. First, they got to this place where there were two tribes, the minimums and the maximums. These guys shared with each other foodstuffs. The minimums were hunters, so they provided the meat. The maximums were farmers, so they provided the fruit and the vegetables. But they didn't know how to make a fair sharing. So the wise man asked the prince to think about it and then to give his judgment. The prince said, well, I think it's just that there's equality. So everybody, we divide the food up so everybody gets the exact same share. But the maximums, they were terrified at this. They were, they were very upset because they were going to starve. Why? The tribe of the maximums was a small tribe, but they were very big men. They used to eat an awful lot. Whereas the tribe of the minimums, they were tiny little fellas. They didn't eat a lot, but there was thousands of them. So the prince had to think about this again. He had to take counsel from the wise man. Then he came up with this decision. Get the food and divide it to each person according to their condition. In other words, according to as much as each person needs to survive to eat. And this worked out a lot better for everybody. So he understood that justice isn't just about sharing, but sharing and giving and exchanging according to our condition. After that, they went off to another place, another city, and they settled a lot of little disputes. At the end of it, the wise man wanted to put the prince to the test to see if he'd learned the nature of virtue at the end. So he said, okay, Mr. Prince, there's three people that we encountered of particular significance. What should you render to each of them? We have the rich man who welcomed us into, welcomed us into his home who provided servants for us to look after, to cook for us, to clean. Then we have a poor fellow that stands outside his house. He's poor, but he was very friendly to us. He's poor, but he's trying to get some money together by playing that um, guitar that you like so much. He even helped you to sleep playing it outside your window. But then we have another poor man. He just sits outside the house, complaining all day and moaning and begging but he doesn't do anything to alleviate his own poverty. So, how do you think we should divide up this bag of gold that we're going to give them? Hmm. 
Who do you think got the most money? No. Went like this. The big pile went to the poor man. The prince explained himself. He said, the big pile goes to the poor man because I recognize what's just. He is poor, I am rich, so I should share. I recognize his condition. He's in great need. He doesn't have anything. But I also recognize his merit. He's been very kind to us. And he's making an effort to alleviate his own poverty by playing the musical instrument. He's making an effort. He should get the most. The middle pile, though, I'll give to the rich man. I'll give it to the rich man because we have to show our gratitude to him. He welcomed us into his home. I have to give him money as well to pay for the servants that he got to look after us. You're a prince. He got a lot of servants in to look after. The smallest pile, though, will go to the beggar. To the beggar. I recognize that it's just to share. He is poor, I am rich, so I'll share. I recognize his condition, he's in great need, he needs some help, so I'll give him help to live on. But I won't give him any more because he doesn't merit any more, because he hasn't made any effort to alleviate his own poverty. With this, the wise man was very happy because Prince Lapio had learned the three essential elements to justice. Sharing, yes, but sharing according to a person's condition, needs, and merits. Three essential elements. So with that, they were able to go back to the king and everybody was happy. So do you understand something about justice now? Good. For us, though, it's a bit more technical. <laughs> We've got two elements of justice to talk about today. What it is in itself, the types of justice, and how we cultivate it in ourselves how we can become more just. This will be brief. What is justice? It's about rendering, as Prince Lapio discovered, to each person according to conditions, needs, and merits. Justice, though, bears in mind that we, the just givers, are prone to selfishness. We're prone to prejudice and bias. Therefore, there's various forms of justice to keep us on the straight and narrow. For example, we have justice to regulate us, the individuals, in relation to the society as a whole. We have a justice which regulates the society, the government, in relation to us, the individuals. And there's also a form of justice which regulates the transactions and the behaviours individual to individual, one to the other. In technical terms, we call these legal, distributive, commutative, and vindicative justice. Legal justice obliges us to render society its due. Particular justice obliges us to render to each individual what's due to them. Distributive justice, this is important. This obliges the government, the people on the councils, to render to the citizens to share amongst the citizens rewards, responsibilities, honours, and even burdens, but to do this according to the merits, the needs, the conditions, and the capabilities of the citizens. That's why it's very repugnant to us if a person is given a position of authority because they're somebody's friend or somebody's brother, or, I mean, without merit, without real capacity. 
In ancient Greece, the people that were elected to office, the politicians were the most virtuous people in the society. Unfortunately, nowadays, it's who has the most money behind them to trick us into voting for them. But in the olden days, the virtuous people, the ones who merited it, were those who governed the society. Finally, though, vindicative justice. This is the authority that the government has to render punishment to those who disrupt justice in the society, to those who disrupt the peace of all the rest of the citizens in the society. Vindicative justice. That's justice in itself, in technical terms. But how do we cultivate it in ourselves? How do we become more just? Simple principle. If a person wants to grow in humility, they have to be humbled. In a similar way, if a person wants to grow in the virtue of justice, they need to be just. Just in the home. Pulling our weight. Treating everybody with respect. Justice in the workplace. Being honest. Trying to pull the company or the firm ahead. Not just get ourselves ahead, which is what a lot of people do, to the detriment of the firm or the company. But also, as I mentioned, we're required to be just in the public space. Very simply, this means contributing to make Logeli a better place. If Logeli is a better place, Scotland would be a better place. Some people do this by training the local football team, as John used to do. Others do it by working in local charity shops. Others help out in the church. Some people do school runs. Others look after children. I mean, there's lots of things we can do because every single one of us has a responsibility to make Logeli a better place. That's part of justice. Again, how do we cultivate the virtue of justice in ourselves? Friends, to be just, to be virtuous, isn't simply about repeating isolated actions that look good. It's an attitude. To be just is an attitude. An attitude that has to be desired by us. If it's not desired, it won't be esteemed. If it's not esteemed, it won't be practiced. It's an attitude where many other virtues flourish. It's an attitude which shows we are virtuous. The just man is five times just. He's religious. He's reverent. He's affable. He's liberal. He's grateful. Yes, the just man is religious because he gives God his due. God is a person. He gives God his due, which is prayer and worship. Prayer and worship to him to whom he owns his existence. The just man is reverent, giving due honor to parents and employers who feed him, giving due honor to teachers who instruct him, giving due honor to prime ministers and popes who govern him. The just man is grateful. He gives thanks and acknowledgments to people when they've done good for him, when they help him. He is grateful through words and deeds. The just man is affable, kind, friendly, interested in all the people he comes into contact with, regardless of race, color, or class. 
And he's always in a good mood with those people. He doesn't bring people down if he's a bit sad or depressed. He does his best to project a good mood onto other people. Affability. Finally, the just man is liberal. In other words, generous. Generous with his money, with his talents, with his goods. Because he understands, perceives the difficulty and the poverty of another. He's attentive to the poverty of, the, of another and so ready to share his own prosperity with the other. The just man is five times just. He renders to everyone what is due to them. I conclude today by saying that what we don't know, we learn. What we learn, we teach. The older parishioners here are always available to the younger ones. And the younger ones should be attentive to the older ones. Younger ones, 14 to 40, I mean. Attentive to the older ones. Because the older ones have been living and practicing the virtues, the virtue of justice, all their life. Perhaps some of, some of us have only heard about it today. If we, the younger ones, are attentive to the older people, who know and live this virtue, I can promise you, we will know how to enrich society as individuals. We will know how the society has to enrich us. But most of all, we will know how to enrich each other. We will know how to be just. So, for this and for all our intentions, we pray to our Blessed Mother Lady, as we say, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God. This MP3 recording has been made available by Family Life International. Help us to make many more available in order to promote our Catholic faith. Go to www.familyandlife.org.uk and donate today. Thank you.